in all things, almost all things, you want to be as brief as possible. So like, you know, the classic quote, um, brevity is the soul of wit, right? You want to be as brief as possible, as little words as possible. So we're talking about taking out little words. Now, over time, you'll just get an eye for it. You'll see your poem and then you'll look at it and you'll be like, okay, I've repeated the same sentence in different words twice. And it's like you're trying to really make your reader know this is, this is, look at this cool point, look at this cool emotion, look at this symbolism. But if you're doing it twice, what is that second iteration serving? You know what I mean? It's like, what's the, what, what does that second one give you? If it's talking about it in a different way and like you've chosen to put that second iteration in because it slightly shares a different perspective of it, keep it in. But if it's not giving you anything new, if it's not adding um, something extra to the piece, cut it. There's, there's other things you'll start to see, for example, like any instances of that can usually be cut. So like, just look through your work, look through writing. If you ever see the word that, just consider cutting it. And if the sentence makes sense, you might want to take it out. Now that's a, that's a little example. There's lots of little words like that. And just consider cutting it. But then when you're reading the poem, read it out loud, because sometimes with poetry, it's about how it performs off the tongue. And sometimes that actually adds to that performance. So once again, these are sort of soft rules to consider. But the main one will be, to trust your reader. So I've got a, I don't know, a very short poem that goes, my joy is like desert rain. That's the poem. My joy is like desert rain. Now, if, if I just say that to you and you just sort of, it sort of hits you, you're like, oh yeah. But the, the, if you consider it, there's a symbolism in there. Like what does desert rain look like? It is clouds and thunderstorms and flash flooding. And then like, you know, there's this sea of beautiful flowers and then it disappears into a, into a desert, into a, into a drought. Right, that's, that's the symbolism. Now, I could write a poem that explains that whole sort of symbolism. And that might be better. It might hit harder. But for me, that poem was better served as my joy is like desert rain. And just leaving it there, trusting that the reader will consider it and will contemplate it and will stew with it. And in their mind, it will evoke all of that symbolism that I could choose to explain. I could choose to explain it. In some poems, I will choose to explain it. But I'm sort of trying to do my best to give the, almost like a, you know, like the, the files on a computer, like a, like a zip file, like in the file, you click open and decompress and it opens it up. I want each line in the poem to be like that, but if the reader chooses to look at it and open it up, it expands, but it's on, the, it's on the reader. Now, some, some readers won't, it's too, too metaphorical. It's not explained enough. Some readers will want you to explain more. Some readers will want you to explain that whole symbolism, for example, in this instance of, you know, the desert rain and the flowers and the thunderstorm and stuff. And maybe that's your style. But even if that is your style, there'll be a level of over-explaining. There'll be, there'll be too much. And, you know, the, the least thing you want to do with your poetry is bore someone. The goal of all art, I think, is to move people. You want to move them from their emotionality to somewhere from neutral to happy, to sad, to elated, to scared, to terrified, to, to awakened, not to bored.